This episode of Dear Asian Americans is brought to you by Toyota. As a proud partner of those who dare to dream, Toyota isn't settling with having them as words on a page. The stories of these Asian American dreamers need to be seen, heard, and supported. We hope these stories will inspire you to chase your own Asian American dream. Welcome to Dear Asian Americans. We are continuing our wonderful conversation series with our favorite Asian American dreamers, those in the community who have ventured off the beaten or the expected path to not only provide for their families, but to prove to all of us that there are many different versions of what we can call not just the American dream, but the Asian American dream. Today, we're joined by a dear friend of mine, an amazing Vietnamese American entrepreneur, Anne Nguyen is here. She is the founder and CEO of House of M beauty. And uh, we are actually just in her neighborhood here in Garden Grove in Orange County, where she started this business not too long ago. And now it is being sold out in places like Nordstrom and being desired and being showcased in magazines that you probably read at home. And so, Anne, welcome to the Ears Americans. Thank you so much, Jerry, for the kind introduction. And it's an honor to be here. I'm really glad that you're here because I think in the pandemic or in the beginning stages of the pandemic, we became friends on Facebook and started supporting each other digitally and virtually online. And we finally get to sit down and talk a little bit about your journey. And I'm almost glad that we waited a little bit to talk about your journey as it particularly relates to the entrepreneurial side of things, because you're at a much different place, I think. And almost every time I, I catch up with you, you know, whether it's on Instagram or at events, it's something else to celebrate. Yeah. And so... Take us through sort of how you came up with the business idea and what that journey has been like for you the past three or four years. I grew up in Vietnam watching Michelle Phan on YouTube. And that was the first time I ever discovered the beauty industry and I got hooked. And it's always been a hobby of mine. I never thought I would take this as a business. And then when I went through postpartum depression with my first child, and I was still breastfeeding him at the time, so I couldn't be on medication and my doctor recommended to use medicinal quality saffron mm. to drink as a tea to help me to sleep better and just ease my anxiety. And that actually helped. And when I dig into it, it has a lot of skincare benefits that not a lot of people know. And that was also a time in my life that I wanted something more. I wanted to do something and just being a mom and a wife mm. and supporting my husband in his business. So with my husband's support, we saved up about seven five grand for our down payment for our first home. And he gave it to me and said, you know what, use it to start House of M. And that support and that belief in me really fuel this journey. And so that, that was how I, I started. And we launched in 2019 and we're four years old now, actually. That's incredible. Let's talk about the business for a little bit. What does the M stand for in House of M? The M stands for miracles. It's a tribute to my personal journey. Came here at 15. Before that, I lost my dad halfway through my education. I lost my mom at 19 and I lost the financial support and I had to survive on my own. And there were a lot of moments throughout my life that I couldn't explain, you know, that led me here today. So that's, that's the miracles in my life. 
And I, I think, you know, when people meet you or hear about you, particularly now in 2023, they, as it often happens, they just see the highlight reel of the most recent chapter, right? Oh, yeah. They're like, wow, must be nice to be a Nordstrom and sellout. It must be nice to be yeah. in all these magazines and you're going to all these events. But they don't know. And, and often we just don't know mm. what the entire process for the journey has been. Yeah. And, and, you know, I really wanted to talk to you, particularly with our Dreamer series, because I think, you know, what did you think would be possible for you at, at various points in your life? Obviously, you've had a lot of events that have, you know, just changed your paradigm and changed your life. Yeah. Um, when did you start to believe that what the life that you're living now was actually possible? It was actually way back when I was in Vietnam growing up. My dad was an American soldier and he got stuck in Vietnam. So growing up, he would always tell me, as soon as you get to America, all your dreams will come true. Huh. And I believed it, like to heart. And I don't think I ever shared it, but that was the moment that I'm, you know, as soon as I get here, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Whatever I dreamed of, I can do it. And I still believe it. And it's still true to me. Take us through the journey, because obviously you mentioned, you know, this was a venture that you started after you had your first child. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what you had set out to do initially, professionally. Mm -hmm. What steps did you take and take us through it maybe? Or I'm very curious about the patient side of things, right? Waiting for the right opportunity. This sparked, it seems like, from the idea of having a conversation with your doctor about learning about this thing called saffron, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know we often get impatient with dreams. We often think mm -hmm. that we want it now. And, you know, you had been in the States a while and had, you know, zigzag sort of U-turns and detours in life. Yeah. What was that point in terms of knowing that this was the right chance? And even before that, how did you stay patient? I would say that I just started and I, I have hope. I wrote down a plan, but I didn't really know how to get there. And that's completely okay. I think the most important thing is to take the first step hmm. and just to start something. And then you can perfect it as you go. And another thing too, during that time, I made a commitment to myself that I need to grow my personal self, that I don't want to pass down the generational trauma to my child. And that really helped me in growing House of M. I truly mm. believe in order to grow a business, you got to grow yourself. And I feel like all of this is a byproduct of you make a commitment to do something yeah. and you actually do it and you actually put in the good work day in and day out. And I know it's completely, it's, it's a rocky road. It's ups and downs. And you feel that too. And, you know, but have faith that it's going to work out. Yeah. I think your journey has been incredible. And one of the things that I know you're very passionate about, and we were just talking in the car before we started recording is this is not just about you making yeah. money to feed your family. There's many different ways to do that. But for you growing House of M and making good on the promise of not just living your own dream, but being able to be the not only the inspiration point, but also to be able to support in tangible ways for other women, particularly immigrant and even more specifically other Vietnamese American immigrant and refugee women to be able to see you not as an unattainable dream, but a plausible path and almost a handbook to yeah. say, well, if Anne did it this way, she's going to also help me get there. Yeah. Why is that so important to you? 
it's important because when I grew up, I mentioned Michelle Fon and seeing somebody with the last name I could recognize, a face that I recognize, meant so much to me. And her humble beginning and where she is now, that was my inspiration. And I wanted to be that for someone. And I, you know, I, I didn't have rich parents. I didn't graduate college. I didn't have millions of dollars of investment. And if I can do this, like people can do it too. Anybody can do it. Yeah. yeah. What was it like to meet Michelle for the first time? Because now you consider her a personal friend. It's wild. It was a dream come true. I was shaking the entire time. I I don't know. I, I blacked out for a moment there. And and then when I invited her to our Nordstrom launch party, she actually came and I got to thank her in person. And that was a full circle moment for me. That that made the entire journey so much more rewarding for sure. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, one of your, obviously, you know, one of the things that people know about you perhaps is obviously you are now mother of two very young children. Yeah. So building this is again, more than just the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, how do you balance that? Cause this is becoming not just a small business. It's becoming mm-hmm. a growing business. And, you know, you have teams here and, you know, across the world to help make this thing function. How do you balance prioritize being a mom and a CEO and, what some advice to other moms or other women that may struggle with the belief that they can do both, right? Yeah, I would say there's no such thing as balancing. And I've heard a quote somewhere that basically for a working mom, you're juggling a bunch of balls and some are plastic and some are glass. Mm. And when you drop, some days you will drop the plastic one and it's not so hard. Some days you drop the glass one, it's it will feel terrible. But regardless, it when for me, when I'm at home with my children, I pay attention. I'm there. I'm in the moment. I, you know, do homework with them. I put them to bed and I feed them. And when I'm at work, I don't have as much guilt because I know I already, you know, put all I could on the table when I'm with them. And I remind myself that it is for them too. And ask for help. I would say ask for help, hire help. There's no such thing as you can do it all by yourself. Yeah. So don't spread yourself too thin. And and when I went through depression, I learned that I got to check in with myself. I got to take care of myself yeah. first. So take care of yourself first before you can take care of everybody else. Yeah. And I, I want to thank you for being so open about your own journey because I yeah. think talking about things like postpartum depression and mental health and taking care of yourself is it is not easy yeah. and also not something that we often talk about. Yeah, particularly sure. we both come from countries where our parents and grandparents went through experienced the war and trauma and mm-hmm. sort of the, the go-to thing is don't talk about it, mm. right? It will. Yeah. And I think there's also this desire for them to protect us from mm-hmm. that. And their way of protection was to never talk about it, mm. not to process it. And so I, I think, you know, we're sort of in this middle generation to be able to pass to our children far more than just stories or far more than just opportunities and privilege, mm. but to also demonstrate what it means to be open about some of these things. Yeah. You mentioned that, you know, your father told you that going to America would be a dream or that you can dream whatever you want to be. How big was that dream, right? Because I think when we, when we mentioned the word dream, 
there's no limit to what that word means, but it mm-hmm. also means very different things to different people. Yeah. Tell us about sort of what he thought was possible for you. And I mean, you're building what is on pace to be just a household name, very, you know, not just within our own communities, but just a regular mainstream brand name. And I think that's incredible because not everybody can do that. And you're going to be a handful of Asian American women who've done that. I think for him growing up, he always, he, he taught me to be humble, but he always remind me that I am smart. I am somebody that just because you're a girl doesn't mean anything. Mm. And he, he was such a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe that. And again, like I shared with you, you know, House of M's goal earlier, but I don't think I'm chasing that. Yeah. I think what I'm chasing is to be an inspiration for someone and to give hope to someone to my community, to uplift my community. And on, along the way, I can bring people along. I yeah. can bring friends who are incredibly talented and share this opportunity and this journey with everyone. So I think that is a byproduct. Yeah. What we're going to sell for, what we're going to accomplish is the byproduct. Yeah. But putting in the good work and following my light and my essence. Yeah. That's incredibly important to me. And I think that is my dream and I'm living it. Yeah. I think people who know you also know you as somebody who spends a tremendous amount of time being involved in the Asian American business community, yeah. uh, hosting events, attending events. And, you know, that I think is the stories that sometimes we, we, we don't hear because, again, people want to celebrate the highlight reel. Yeah. Talk to us about that. And, you know, you grew your business primarily during the pandemic when in-person events were not happening. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of virtual friendships that were happening. Yeah. You know, you grew your business primarily online. Yeah. How was the community aspect and the, you know, intersection of community and business that you have only benefited from, but that you want other people to learn about? Yeah, I think for us, we lean heavy into our community, our Vietnamese community here in Orange Counties in particularly. And I'm very proud of that. We've built so many beautiful connections and I prioritize that. Um, I think right now with the beauty landscape, the beauty market, people start to wonder who's making my products mm. that I'm putting on my face and people prioritize and vote with their dollars of brands with authenticity brands that not just slapping a celebrity name on it and call it a day. I'm sorry. I know it's controversial and, and people that have a community that support them. And I, I value that. I value meaningful connections. And that has been I would say our success is just word of mouth of, you know, you, you like it and you tell someone, and more importantly, you believe in what I do. You believe in House of M mission and you want to help and you want it to support. People tend to overlook that, but I would say more than ever now, you need to lean into your community. And I think so, because I think that's how you and I met. That's how we, yeah. I've met most of my friends yeah. now that I think we, we are, However we do it, right? You're doing it in a different way than I am. And Mm -hmm. all of our friends are doing it in their own lanes. Yeah. But there's overlap. There's great overlap in our mission and what we want to do with the businesses or the impact that we're we're starting to build. So, you know, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, 
you know, we want to provide opportunities for whether it is our actual children or yeah. just children broadly, the, the future of our community to, you know, make it a little bit safer for them, make yeah. it a little bit easier for them to survive in this country and to have opportunities that weren't readily available to any of us. Yeah. And, and that's regardless of, you know, where you went to school or even if you did at all, mm-hmm. opportunities look a little bit for immigrants in this country, for Asian folks, mm-hmm. for particularly women. Yeah. And so we got a chance to hang out with your daughter a little bit earlier. What do you want to say to her as far as what she can believe to be? Because from your father to you, the gap or the step that you took in realizing and continuing to build on that dream has been, what's the message to your daughter and her generation of entrepreneurs or leaders? I would say dream as big as you want. And I went back to your episode that you had with the vice president, actually, and she shared that her mom came here as an international student at 19. And now her daughter is the vice president of the United States. And listening to that and holding my baby, that meant so much to me to hear that and to she could be whatever she wants to be. And I'm, I'm always forever going to be the advocate for her that I'm not going to force her into these traditional roles yeah. that whatever she wants to do, she can definitely achieve it. And it could be, you know, a high school teacher. It could be yeah. an astronaut. It could be whatever that she wants to be. She could grow gardens and sell organic <laughs> foods. I honestly don't care. Yeah. I just want her to chase her dream. And that's the most important to me. And I think what you're doing in particular, though, Anne, is to provide opportunities so that it's easier, yeah, right? So sure. I, we talked about, you know, the, the ease of which you can pursue opportunities in this country still looks a little bit different for us, looks a little for bit sure. different depending on what you look like, what your background is. And we hope that the work that we are all doing and the doors that we're able to bust open and hold open for others makes it easy so that anybody can dream and still pursue that dream. Because I think it's one, it's, you know, obviously there's two different things. You can dream, but what's the process to get there? Mm -hmm. How easy is Mm -hmm. it to get education or have resources like funding or opportunities or networks? Mm -hmm. And then what we're doing and what you're doing is to make it simply easier for the person understanding that it was a little bit different for you, a little bit difficult for you to do that. And then you've been so open about it and the fact that, hey, I want to use my, you know, network, my privilege to be able to host conversations and teach both tactically and through inspiration with other Vietnamese American women to share the secrets because I think we can all, you know, there's no secret. Yeah. It's just a matter of who who can we tell and who can we share. This has been incredible. I, I, you know, I, it's no secret. I'm a big fan of you and a big fan of your work. And we we sort of built our brands and, you know, companies together around the same time in the pandemic. And, and it's been so cool. You know, I, I am excited. Even with that being said, I am excited even more because you're still early. The the brand is still early, right? I think those of us who've been in the community and have, you know, been friends with you, we're, we're, you know, been familiar with you and the brand for a number of years and you're just launching in mainstream stores like Nordstrom and maybe we can't share, but there's going to be more exciting news to share this (laughs) summer and and beyond about where you can find your product. And, you know, again, I I think it's not the fact that that's the goal, but the fact that a Vietnamese American woman can start a company and get to those places 
it's it's what that symbolizes. Yeah. It's what that symbolizes for other people in your shoes and similar who can resonate with you to say, hell, if she can do it, then I can do it. Mm-hmm. And she's going to teach me how. And maybe totally. even she'll tactically support me in my path yeah. because now you've been able to build a machine that can actually not just you know, show, but yeah. t- tangibly help. And so I am so grateful for your friendship, your support. And there's, you know, things that you've done for me. I, I will share one thing. We were hosting an event in New York last summer. And I think I gave you 48 hours heads up, which was on, on my bad. And I said, hey, we're, we're hosting a VIP event in New York. Is there any way we can, you know, get some product? And you had somebody in your team drive to my house an hour away <laughs> with a day's notice to drop it off mm-hmm. so that we can share your product, but also support what I do. And so really grateful for you. You know, 2023 is going to be a hell of a year for Thank you too. and your company and love your family and what they stand for. And just so being supportive of one another in, in the community, as we know that dreams are not built alone. We need support both from family and friends Mm -hmm. and community and, and, you know, institutions that help us pursue those dreams. And so, thank you for making time. And any final thoughts before we go? Thank you. And thank you for all that you do for us, for, for our community, for the future generations of Asian Americans. And I would say I get here today not on my own, definitely not. And I have a lot of great mentors along the way. And I would always feel bad to ask for help, you know, and I always wanted to give back to them. But one mentor told me that you just need to pay it forward. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. And I truly believe that there's enough for everyone. And you got to surround yourself with people that believe the same thing, that there is enough for everyone and they're willing to uplift you and help you along the way. And I'm grateful for our friendship and for an opportunity to share my story. Ah, thank you. Yeah. You can find everything about Anne at House of M Beauty on the Internet everywhere. We'll put where we can find uh, and, and buy her stuff to tangibly support her. Pay full price. Don't ask for a discount. And uh, thank you. And, and yeah. we look forward to seeing you and your products in, in all the places where we shop and, and all the places that will help you grow your mission and to help you accomplish yeah. even further your dream. And so thank thanks. So and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you to Anne Wynn for sharing her story of her Asian American dream. You can learn more about Anne and her work on Instagram at Anne Wynn Oliver and at, at House of M Beauty. Thank you to Toyota for their partnership of the Asian American Dreamer series on this podcast. Head over to YouTube to watch the full video version of this episode and check out at Dears the Americans on Instagram to view short form video highlights. This has been your host, Jerry Wan, and Dears the Americans, keep on dreaming. <laughs>